Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Fenway Park. Mark Fidrich. Now, each time he gets the ball back, you'll see him mumble a couple of words to the ball. The first man ever to pitch five career no-hitters. Catch him all, Joe! I don't believe what I just saw! Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Now, ladies and gentlemen... Boys and girls, we invite you to rise. We invite you to rise. Hey fans, welcome to the Daily Rewind. My name's Tom Hannon and I am your host. The Daily Rewind is brought to you by thisdayinbaseball.com. Thisdayinbaseball.com is a treasure chest full of baseball events. We bring you everything from the thrill of victory to the agony of defeat in every milestone and and oddball event in between. And I'm always surprised every day at the events that I find. We're not just uh, written words. There's thousands of videos, audio, and images to go with their stories. Great example. Uh, Today is April 3rd, and there really was no mercy for Percy. Because on April 3rd, on April 3rd, 1919, one of the most bizarre off-field incidents in baseball history takes place in Jacksonville, Florida. As New York Yankees outfielder Ping Bodie competes... I almost chuckle when I'm saying this, but Ping Bodie competes against an ostrich named Percy in a spaghetti eating contest. Bodie wins the competition when Percy passes out after his 11th plate of pasta. Now, this is just the type of stuff that we have on thisdayinbaseball.com. We have, of course, the most serious events and events that have happened like this in history that I just they just make you chuckle a little bit. And if you want to go on to thisdayinbaseball.com and look on April 3rd, there's well over 200 events that includes birthdays, debuts, final games, passings, and uh, we also have last year's podcast, which was episode number two, on Dennis Eckersley being traded from the Cubs to the Red Sox and how that ultimately led to the turning around of his career. Um, And in return, the Red Sox got Bill Buckner. And uh, we all know about Bill Buckner's history with the Red Sox. And you can go ahead and you can check that out again on thisdayinbaseball.com, April 3rd. The uh, main event for April 3rd happened in 1966. The New York Mets signed University of South Carolina star Tom Seaver to his first contract, which included a $50,000 bonus. Seaver had been selected earlier by the Atlanta Braves in the January draft, but then-commissioner Spike Eckhart voided the deal when he had signed a contract after USC season had already begun. The Mets beat out the Indians and the Phillies in a lottery for Seaver's services. Now, to celebrate this victory for the Mets, I'm going to bring you another one. I'm going to bring you the 10th inning of Game 4 of the 1969 World Series when the Miracle Mets defeated the Baltimore Orioles. Now, Seaver was still on the mound after pitching nine full innings. The Orioles had tied the game in the ninth at one. Now, in 2020, you could never imagine that happening. The last time I can recall anything happening like that was when um, uh, Jack Morris came out and pitched the 10th inning of the World Series for the Twins. So I'm going to bring you the 10th inning. Uh, this is going to be the full 10th inning. It's going to be Seaver pitching the 10th inning and then the Mets at bat in the bottom of the 10th. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
From Shea Stadium in New York, an excited and capacity-filled 57,367 looking on at the first extra-inning World Series game since the fifth game of 1964 when the Cardinals, across town at Yankee Stadium, beat the Yankees 5-2 to two in 10 innings. The Orioles fighting back, and had they lost this game 1-0 to, to the Mets, they would have been down three games to one. Now they have a real chance to tie it and even the series at two games apiece. In the tenth inning, Wayne Garrett has gone on to third base to replace Ed Charles. And Dave Johnson, Mark Belanger, and a possible pinch hitter for the Orioles as we move to the tenth. And again, Bill O'Donnell. Thank you, Jim. And Seavers pitched to Johnson. Right down the middle, he piped it for strike one. Johnson is 0 for 3. Bounced into a force play. And uh, Jones robbed him of base hit in the fifth inning. He also is struck out. A curve, a slash towards third, through the legs of Garrett, and it's rolling over into foul ground after it bounced fair. Holding at first base is Johnson. A one-hot smash right to the glove and between the legs of Garrett. It either touched the leg or the glove of Garrett and then rolled foul. So a base hit by Johnson through Garrett at third base to begin the top of the tenth inning. Garrett, as Jim told you, just came on to play third defensively for Charles, who was lifted uh, for Shamsky as the pinch hitter in uh, the bottom of the ninth inning. Here in the top of the tenth, Johnson aboard at first base and nobody out, and the batter is Mark Belanger. They've changed it now, and uh, they have charged Garrett with an error. No base hit for Johnson. They pitch out. Johnson was not running. Belanger was squared to bunt. Take away the base hit given to Johnson and instead charge third baseman Garrett with an error. One strike is the count to Belanger. The look to first base by Seaver. Here he fires Belanger who squares, bunts it up in the air and foul ground. And it's caught by the catcher Brody to the right of home plate, just about 10 feet to the right side. Belanger got his bat under a breaking ball from Seaver. Foul popped it, and Grody squeezed it for the out. Clay Dalrymple will make a pinch-hitting appearance now in the top of the 10th inning. Dalrymple, who was with the Phillies in 1968 and who was acquired during the winter for a minor league outfielder, Ron Stone. Dalrymple has made an appearance before in this series and has had an infield base hit. Weiss smothered uh, the ground ball, but Dalrymple wound up with the base hit. One away, Belanger attempting to bunt and sacrifice, trying to move Johnson to uh, second base, has just fouled out. Dick Hall is working in the Oriole bullpen. Dalrymple bats from the left side, and Seaver throws him low, ball one. Clendenin is checking against Johnson at first base. One away in the top of the 10th inning. Orioles and the Mets in a 1-1 tie in the fourth game of the series. The set at the belt by Seaver. His pitch. Here's a line drive. They sit out into center field. Johnson heads for second, stays there. A.G. throws towards third base. The Orioles have two aboard with one out, and they bring up Don Buford. So Dalrymple has come to the plate twice during the World Series as a pinch hitter and twice has delivered a base hit. Rube Walker, the Mets pitching coach, coming to the mound, asking Seaver if he's strong, trying to find out if he's tired. 
The Mets have left and right-handers warming in the bullpen. Taylor, the right-hander, and McGraw, the left-hander. Walker has had the few quick words with both Brody and Siebert, and now Rube going back to additionally chat with his manager, Gil Hodges. The only inning in which Seaver had trouble early in the ball game was in the third, and then he got in trouble again in the ninth. Seaver's in a jam again here in the tenth. Dalrymple at first, Johnson off second. Buford batting from the left side. Is thrown a low curve by Seaver, ball one. Johnson is Baltimore's go-ahead run here in the top of the 10th inning off second place, uh, plus Dalrymple off first. Fastball. Here's a high fly, deep, deep right field. Svoboda's on the warning track. He makes the catch. Johnson tags at second. Johnson's on his way to third. The ball is cut off at second base by the shortstop, Harrelson. So runners are at the corners, but Seaver picks up his second out. Svoboda backed about 15 feet on the warning track in dead right field. Two away, and that will bring on Paul Blair. Blair has been a base runner twice against Seaver, with a single in the first inning, with a walk in the sixth inning. Blair has only two hits in this series. He's played tight at third, wide of the line by Garrett. Clendenin is holding against the runner at first base, Dalrymple. Johnson coming a couple of steps down the line at third. Seaver looks to third, checks over the other shoulder to first. Throws, a swing and a big miss. Blair took as hard a rip as he could, and Seaver's ahead of him. One strike with two out and two on. Frank Robinson is on deck. Garrett bluffs uh, Johnson back towards third. Dave leads off the bag. The pitch to Blair. Swings and misses again. Seaver reaching back for something extra and popping fastballs past Blair. Two strikes to Blair. Dalrymple the runner at first. Johnson is off third. Seaver checking Brody's wigwagging. Takes a quick glance to first base. Sets. Delivers on two. A curve, it just missed the outside corner. He took something off the breaking pitch and couldn't bite the outer edge of the plate. Blair a couple of waves of the bat. Seaver glancing over the left shoulder again. Blair on one and two. Swing, outside curve, and Seaver gets out of a serious jam in the top of the 10th inning. No runs, one hit for Baltimore, one error for the Mets, two left in the middle of the 10th inning. New York one and Baltimore one. Second floor, refrigerators, formerly $195, now $215 going up. If you had a fire in your home today and had to replace everything, this is what you'd find when you went shopping. Third floor, living room sofas, formerly $210, now $225 going up. Basic things have gone up 5, 10, 20 percent. Then there's the cost of your house itself. This is why the Hartford invented Inflation Guard, the first homeowner's insurance policy that protects you against inflation automatically. To keep up with rising replacement costs, the Hartford boosts the value of your policy every three months. Sixth floor, rug. New Inflation Guard. 
The way prices are always going up, can you afford to be without it? Insurance by the Hartford. We try to keep things simple. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. WGY Schenectady. Saratoga ginger ale is not Saratoga Vichy with ginger flavor added. We're not sure where that rumor got started, though we have our ideas. In any event, what Saratoga ginger ale is, is a quite unusual, delicious drink with its own identity altogether. It's gingery without being snappish, mellow without being gooey, altogether luscious. But then the Saratoga people do everything in good taste. From New York Shea Stadium, Jim Simpson with Bill O'Donnell, Big Dick Hall, six, two and a half, a veteran of the major leagues and 39 years old, has come on to pitch. Five and two on the year, fine earned run average of 1.91. And if you'll recall, Hall in that first game of the league championships was a hero in the series between the Orioles and Minnesota. This game is all tied at 1-1. And we are in the last of the 10th inning with Brody Weiss and Seaver listed to bat against Hall. Eddie Watt came on, pitched two innings, did not give up a run. The Mets have only one, as do the Orioles. Gave up two hits and struck out two and was in trouble in the ninth inning until they got the pinch hitter, Art Shamsky, to bounce to Johnson to get him out of it. So now we are in the last of the 10th. And here is Jerry Grody and Bill O'Donnell. Dick Hall... During the regular season for the Orioles, made a total of 39 relief appearances, had an earned run average of less than two runs a game. He has outstanding control, and his statistics prove it. Only nine walks in 66 innings of work. Pitching to the Mets and to Grody in the 10th. A foul straight back by Grody for strike one. Hall has a sneaky slider and a sneaky fastball. He is not overpoweringly quick with the fastball. He's just sneaky quick. One strike delivery. He changes up and goes outside high. One ball and one strike. Watt went two innings in relief and starter Mike Cuellar. Here's Hall, one and one to Grody. It's high and gets away from catcher Hendricks. Two balls and one strike. Brody fanned twice against Cuellar, looking in the second, swinging in the fifth, and rolled out in the seventh inning to shore. Hauled into his windup, leaning forward and rearing back. Throws. Here's a high pop-up down the right field foul side. Johnson chasing, Powell chasing. They won't get to it. It's way down the right field side now to play in the seats. Paul had... Uh, a new lease on baseball life for 1969 after being cut loose by the Phillies to become a free agent. 2-2 pitch. He's high and tight to make it 3-2. Paul did not have a contract when he went to spring training with Baltimore and Miami and pitched his way on the Baltimore staff to come back with the club and gain a contract. The pay pitch to Grody. Swings and hits a fly ball out into left field. Buford with a late start. Buford coming. He won't get to it, nor does Belanger. The throw is to second base. And not in time. Roden slides in with a two-bagger. Belanger went back and a sky-high looping fly ball out into left field. Fairly shallow in left field. Buford stood flat-footed, made a late charge on the ball. 
Buford actually was further away from the ball than was Belanger, and Belanger just could not reach it. Buford may have lost the flight of the ball in the sun. Buford recovered, threw to Johnson at second base, but late to get the sliding Grody, but the throw was right on the target. Now Grody will be lifted for a pinch runner with a winning run for the Mets at second base. Rod Gasper will run, will run for Grody. There's nobody out in the bottom of the 10th inning. Al Weiss is now the man on the spot. Weiss has two base hits today, has four hits in the series, and Seaver is on deck. The two-bagger by Grody is the first double in the ballgame. Grody has been lifted, Gasper is the runner, and they will walk Weiss intentionally for a play at any base in the infield on the ground ball. Ball one has been thrown wide to Weiss. Ball throwing the second one wide for ball two. Harden, right-hander, Rickard left-hander, still firing in the Oriole bullpen. Here's ball three wide, and a quick throw to second base by Hendricks as Gasper was two steps away from the bag and then got back. 3-0 on the fourth intentional pitch for ball four. Weiss has drawn an intentional walk. That is also the first walk given up by Baltimore pitching today. They are going to pull. They are going to pull Tom Seaver. J.C. Martin, who is a left-handed batter. Martin is being sent from the dugout. George Bamberger, the Oriole pitching coach, is also coming out of the Baltimore dugout. The Orioles have had Harden and Rickard throwing out in their left field bullpen the last two innings. The strategy to walk Weiss because the, the important man is Gasper at second base. So the Orioles figure if they get a ground ball to the infield, they've got a force situation at either third or second. Bamberger has gone to the mound. Bamberger has not gone to his bullpen. As Bamberger walks towards the dugout, he starts looking to Billy Hunter, then walks back. Billy Hunter has been running the Oriole ball club, and Bamberger has pointed to the bullpen for the left-hander, Pete Rickard. Rickard and Watt are considered the co-captains of the Oriole bullpen. They are the late-inning reliefers. Rickard, a former National Leaguer of many years ago who was with the Dodgers, then came to the American League with Washington, then came to the Orioles in the deal that uh, Baltimore and Washington pulled off when Rickert was exchanged for Mike Epstein. Jim? J.C. Martin, and I don't know now whether or not he will bat. We'll have to wait to see after Rickert gets in. Martin is a left-handed batter, but I'll recall for you that in Atlanta, with an extra base hit as a pinch hitter and one of the moves by Gil Hodges, Martin, with an extra base hit, cleared the bases and helped break that first game of the league championships wide open. Now, remember the situation in this one-to-one -one ball game of New York out in front in games, two games to one. There is nobody out. Gasper is on at second base. Weiss, with the intentional walk, is on at first base. And it might be that J.C. Martin will be allowed to bat, but to bunt, simply to move them over into scoring position. 
so that just a ball hit to the outfield or deep to the infield could score. J.C. Martin will bat. Men at first and second, none out. Last of the tenth, one to one. The Mets trying to move out in front. Three games to one. Martin could be up to bunt. Bill? Jim, the left-hand arm of Pete Rickard out of the Oriole bullpen against the left-hand swinging pinch hitter, J.C. Martin. Runners for the Mets at second and at first and nobody out. He squares, he bunts. Down the first baseline. Rickard feels. Throws, and it hits the runner. Here's the runner coming on from third base. Jasper, and the Mets win the ball game by a score of 2-1. to one. Rickard took the bunt through to first base, but it hit. J.C. Martin on the leg before it got to the bag. Gasper was running from second to third. When Gasper saw Rickard's throw, hit Martin, and the ball then came towards the left of the first base foul line into the infield, Gasper kept right on coming, and Gasper has scored. And the Mets in the 10th inning have won the fourth game of the World Series by a score of 2-1. to one. And the Mets now lead in the World Series three victories to one. The final score of the fourth game of the World Series again, New York 2, Baltimore 1. Jim Simpson along with Bill O'Donnell and wherever you are overseas with our armed forces or in Latin or Central America, we hope that you will be with us tomorrow for the game between Baltimore and the New York Mets. Baltimore won the first game 4-1, to one, but since then it's been all the Mets. Two to one with Kuzman the winner. Five to nothing with Gentry the winner yesterday, and Seaver winning in ten innings. Two to one today. Jim Simpson with Bill O'Donnell from Shea Stadium, New York. The Mets lead it three games to one. The final score once again in the fourth game of the World Series: New York two, Baltimore one, and ten innings. This has been an NBC Radio Network production. Now, that was pretty awesome. For any Mets fan out there, you've got to like listening to the 1969, the 10th inning, uh, Tom Seaver, and um, in a walk-off victory, it's just amazing stuff there. And you can learn a lot more about Tom Seaver. Uh, you can check out his page on thisdayinbaseball.com, Tom Seaver. There's a full biography and all the different events throughout his career. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, it's tons of stuff there, and I hope you check it out. Uh, you can also check out this game. It happened October 15th. Go to October 15th on thisdayinbaseball.com, and you're going to see uh, this game, a box score, and more details. And you can listen to the entire game on our YouTube channel on This Day in Baseball. So lots of different ways to, in- to uh, dive a little deeper here, and I hope you uh, take this opportunity and do that. Now, you can sign up for all our updates and talk to baseball fans just like you in our forums. Just go to thisdayinbaseball.com, and you see a subscribe button. You just put your email in there, uh, and you get informed every time we put out a new piece of content. And you can control that, whether you want it daily, weekly, you want digest form. Uh, It's built to be non-intrusive, and you can check out our forums, and you can talk to fans just like you. And I want to thank you for joining me today on the Daily Rewind. And if you enjoyed the show... My two asks are the same. You know, in this time when people are home, they're looking for things to do, they might, and if they're a big baseball fan, this is going to be a great show to share with them. So if you share it with them, uh, social media, uh, Facebook, send it to them in a text, uh, they might really enjoy it, especially in today's episode. If you're a longtime Mets fan, it's, uh, it's certainly one to enjoy.
And secondly, I ask you to please subscribe to the show. You'll get new content every time it comes out. And if you have any feedback, you can reach me directly at tdinbb at gmail.com. And again, my name's Tom Hannon. I want to thank you for joining me on the Daily Rewind, brought to you by thisdayinbaseball.com. And we'll be seeing you at the ballpark sometime soon. Peace.